Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is all about inspiration and action. Yes, we've heard this time and time again. But in this episode, Joshua really breaks down what it takes to get to that level of perspective where you're acting on inspiration or even receiving the inspiration, because it does take an understanding that you're getting inspiration all the time. But most of the time, you can't hear it because your limiting beliefs are getting in the way. As you do the work to process limiting beliefs and shift your perspective, you get more and more inspiration. But always, fear pops up. And so you have to push past the fear. Now, the thing is, we all believe that the inspiration is going to lead us to something we want. So we judge the inspiration and we say, is that really going to lead to what I want? Or is it going to put me in some uncomfortable situation? I'd rather not do it. I can do it later. That sort of thing. What's really happening is the inspiration is leading you to an experience that will help you shift your perspective even higher. You'll get information. It'll fill in the holes of limiting beliefs. It'll move you to a higher density, that sort of thing. And this is why it's so interesting, this conversation about inspiration, because we really have a different kind of definition about it. And I think in this episode, you'll really get what they're saying here. It's, it's an amazing one. All right, before we go on, we're going to be doing another group meditation. It's the light of one meditation on 11.11 at 11 a.m. If you send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, I'll send it to you. You can also find it on YouTube, and I'll put a link to it below. So that's 11, 11, 11 a.m. We do this once a month, and we're getting big groups. You don't have to go on Zoom or anything. Just at 11 o'clock, sit in your chair and do this 15-minute meditation. And it's designed to raise, help raise the perspective of the mass consciousness of the whole planet. That's the thing. Pretty interesting. All right. We've also discovered this year something that's really interesting called activation. If you haven't heard about activation, it started really at the first Joshua retreat this year in May. In the last session of Joshua, it was a crazy session that was quite different than anything else we had. And it was the only session of Joshua that I can recall that did not record. And in the end of it, we understood that this was an activation from several different sources. So we discounted it and poo-pooed it and thought, this can't really be anything. But then Christy began doing personal activations with our friends here at the Joshua House. And of course, we didn't think anything of that either. You know, it was interesting and we all watched it. But again, those couldn't be recorded either, which was crazy. Put our phone on, hit record on the video, will not record. You look back later, where to go? Then we did the first group activation. It was requested at the QLT event here by a few people. And Christy and Chris and Crystal did an improv activation. I wasn't even here. I was at the store at the time. And I come in and they're all in the living room. They're all laying down with uh, blindfolds on and doing this activation. At the end of that, everyone's amazed because they're all hearing different things and seeing different things and feeling different things. And as they go home and write us back, all these amazing things are happening. So we're sort of getting on this clue of an activation. So we do another one at the next QLT retreat and then another one here at this retreat. The last two we tried to do on Zoom and Zoom didn't work, didn't record, didn't even broadcast. In fact, the last one we did here stopped altogether in like 10 minutes. Again, who knows, right? This is sort of weird stuff. This is like the woo-woo stuff that Christy and I never believed in. So then we 
talked to White Light about it, and they explained what's really going on here and how positive it is and how much of a benefit it is, and it's communicating to DNA and stuff like that. Still not really understanding what this is, but getting all this feedback that it's really helping people, and so we continue to do it. We had said that we were going to do a group activation for all the people in the different courses and again, tried that, that didn't record. And so we know it will not record at least in the group sense or in, you know, the private one. So Chris is going to try now and do some one-on-one activations over Zoom, see how that works. But we've been inspired to a new idea. This is going to be something we'll tell you more about as we go on. We're going to start to, to see if this thing works, but uh, it'll be a recording and you'll be in a group and, and we'll let you know more about that. We're actually going to have a call about that this weekend. And uh, if you want to be on that Zoom call, I'll post it on Facebook in the Bootcamp Facebook group. But if you don't have access to that, send me your email to garybodley at gmail.com. And I think we're going to have it at Sunday at noon and just talk about how this program is going to work and how activations work and the benefit of the activations and all that stuff. We do have in-person retreats coming up. We've added one for winter. This is going to be a specific energy healing and activation. There'll be a white light and there'll be a Joshua um, sessions as well, food and accommodation, all that stuff. But it's specifically for this energy healing that Crystal, Christy, and Chris do. It's an individual healing session that everyone gets, whoever comes to the retreat. It's going to be a small retreat, limited to 12 people. And then there'll be a group activation as well as that, plus a heart opening ceremony. Everyone will arrive Friday night. We have all meals together. Uh, everyone will stay here at the Joshua House or very close by. And then everyone will leave Sunday or Monday afternoon. So this is one that we just added because we've had a lot of requests for it to do these in-person healings and activations. If you're interested in that, send me an email. Then we'll also have our normal Joshua Spring Fling Retreat, May 2nd to the 6th. This is the five-day event. You can come in Thursday evening and leave on Monday and stay here at the Joshua House or nearby. And that's full of fun stuff. Plus, there'll be activation and healing at that one, too, because that seems to be the thing that everyone's interested in. Who would know? Who know that this would be turning into these activations? But they're so beneficial. It seems to be like the fastest way for someone to shift their perspective. And it's all done at a cellular level in a short amount of time. And these things are 45 minutes, so it goes pretty quick. All right, so if you want any information on that, just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for liking and subscribing and leaving reviews and leaving your comments and all that great stuff and sharing with friends. All right, enough said. Let's get on with the show. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. When you think about this idea of leading with the heart, that might seem a bit strange to you. It might seem like, how could you possibly lead with the heart? You are thinking mostly in your head mostly trying to figure things out, trying to perceive what's going on in your outer reality, thinking about what you need to do, what needs to be completed before you can move on to the next thing, the problems to be fixed, and these sort of things. Well, they take up a lot of mental energy, and your brain isn't really designed for that sort of thing. Certainly, if you could calm your mind, you could bring in a stream of thought from your inner self, from your guides and supporters, from source itself, the idea of intuition, inspiration, these sort of things. And generally speaking, 
this is how you've managed moving around in your reality thus far. Then you come to this idea, well, what if I led with my heart? What would that mean? How would I approach life differently from that perspective? And we say, well, it is a feeling reality. All you're ever doing in this reality is feeling something. You generally feel with your heart or with that area. You generally have emotions from that area. You're generally receiving all of your guidance in that area, but it's reactionary. When you lead with the heart, you consider what's really going on in your reality. You consider what's really happening to the people who are around you, what's really happening with the intuition, the inspiration, the guidance is coming from above. When you consider that, you are here as a group, all humanity. You are a mass consciousness. Your physical reality, the earth reality, you forget that. You feel separate. It's a quality of this reality. Those of you who are doing this work, who are thinking along these lines, who are looking through the illusion of separation, who are realizing that fear is stemming from that illusion, are rising a bit above that. But you're doing it from a mental process. You are imagining it. You are thinking possibly this could be true, but how does it really work? Well, simply stated, if you are in a positive state of being, if you are in a good mood, you are flooded with inspiration. When you need to know something, you'll recall it quickly. You'll have access to it. When you have a decision to make, it'll be based in that perspective that you are choosing, which would be a higher perspective if you are feeling positive emotion and having a good time. However, when you're not having a good time, when you believe things are wrong, when you think things should be different than they are, when you don't understand where you are on your path, well, you'll tend to dip down into the illusion, into fear. And in that, you are simply receiving all of the communication from that mass consciousness. But now that the mass consciousness of humanity in separation is based generally in fear. You have access to all the thoughts, all the ideas, all the beliefs, all the worries, all the frustration that humans had for eons. It's stored in that mass consciousness. And you will react in fear, protecting yourself and changing the conditions. This will never lead to anything you truly want. Of course, it will lead to the birth of possibly new desires, and that's all well and good. But when you can really lead from the heart, you're understanding the basis of this reality. When you are leading from the heart, you realize that your connection, while it's obviously with the mass consciousness of humanity, it's also with your inner self and source itself and your guidance supporters and the millions who are cheering you on from the non-physical. You see, the non-physical is not separate from the physical. There is no separation. That's the illusion. The illusion of separation causes you to perceive you're an individual. And from that state of being, with the education you've received and the training you received and the beliefs that you have, you tend to think your way out of things or even think your way into things. You are leading with the head. But the head doesn't have that much power or ability. The head is thinking in the past and in the future and very rarely in the present moment. The heart is always in the present moment. To come to an awareness of what leading with the heart is, 
is to come to an understanding of the present moment, to really realize that there is nothing going on other than this present moment. And in this present moment, you have access to infinite intelligence, to incredible guidance, to so much support, you will never believe it. That access is created through a link from a positive emotional state. When there is less fear, that connection is much more strong. And when you can rise above the illusion of fear and the illusion of separation, not from the mental capacity or the imagining of it, not from the thinking things are different than they are or believing that there's some kind of reality going on that you cannot see, well, you can more or less move into a feeling of it. Now, your basic guidance is all feeling. It's simply how you feel in the moment. Is it feeling good to you or bad to you? If it's feeling good to you, then you are perceiving reality more accurately. If it's feeling bad to you, you are perceiving your reality inaccurately. Very, very, very basic guidance. That is in the heart and in the moment. You are always feeling something. You have never gone a moment without feeling something. Now, since your feelings can be extreme, you might say that feeling comfortable isn't really a feeling. Well, maybe not compared to feeling immense emotional distress or immense emotional joy, but you're always feeling something. This is an excellent place to start, and this is where most of you have started. You are well aware of your feelings. You're well aware of your emotions. You're well aware of what it's telling you. Some of you can be in the moment feeling negative emotion and instantly realize that there is some aspect of your perception of reality that is inaccurate, and you can stop, you can take a breath, you can feel the urge come in, and you can choose a higher perspective in that moment. If you do, you will not act on the urge. If you can take a moment without reaction or even act differently in a stressful moment, you have elevated perspective that allows you higher quality choices. In those higher quality choices, you will have a feeling. You can feel that. You can feel differently. Now imagine that you woke up in the morning and you understood clearly that you're connected to everyone and everything that you know, to all your guides and supporters, to your inner self and to source itself. What if you knew that you were always being guided with every idea that comes to you, every inspired thought, always leading you to an experience? That experience will then shift your perspective if you can see it as it's perfect. If you can see the perfection in the experience, if you can understand the experience is being set up for you, and you can go in looking for the information that's in that experience, then you can move about your day as one with your inner self, as a blended being. Now, this would create a life of unimaginable experiences, an unimaginable shift in perspective. But there's a catch here. You see, all of you came into this reality you dove in, you came for a massive shift in perspective in your lifetime. Meaning that for most of you, not all of you, but for most of you, you put yourselves in situations in your childhood that would cause you to feel separate and unworthy. 
a limited perspective. From that point of childhood and that position of feeling unworthy, you went on a journey. You took a path. You set up a trajectory. And little by little by little, you were drawn to information that would increase your perspective. And it has. Many of you have increased your perspective immensely in just a few short years. Some of you who are starting this process are seeing a shift quite radically just in the first few months. This is typical. Now, imagine you were, we'll say you were at perspective four out of 10. And you were moving along, you're going up a little bit over the course of your life, slowly, slowly, slowly. Certain areas, you are feeling more confident. You are having more experience. You're feeling a little bit better about yourself. And then you were drawn to this information. And you started to think of yourself in a new way. Maybe you're the creator of your reality. Maybe everything is happening for you and not to you. Maybe you're not alone. Maybe you've come in with others. Maybe you had pre-birth intentions. Maybe you're eternal. Maybe you'll return to the non-physical. Maybe this life is just a growth experience. And maybe you're doing everything right. And then those little statements right there shift your perspective greatly. Say from a four to a six, a massive shift in perspective in just a few short months. And then you start to think. Then the brain takes over. Then you're trying to figure things out. You're still operating as the individual human trying to make a better reality. Create what you want from the perspective of the human, which is generally based in lack. It's all a mental game. To give that up, you would have to say one thing. From my limited perspective, I have an identity. That identity was created from childhood to this moment in time. Whenever I feel negative emotion, it's really an attack on that identity. What the negative emotion is showing you is that your perception of reality is based in that identity. And that identity is what's inaccurate. Now, you've come this far. You've studied, you've practiced, you've meditated, you've done your daily spiritual work, you've taken a course, you've interacted with others, you've read some books, watched some videos, listened to podcasts, and you're getting an idea of what's going on here. But at the back of your mind, it's still the limited perspective, thinking your way out of a problem. And what's the problem? The problem is what's going on in the world. The problem is any area of your life that isn't working perfectly. The problem is manufacturing a reality that you would prefer. But it's not a problem. It's exactly how it should be. What you're actually doing is expanding the identity. But the identity has a grip on you. It's holding on. Because it's what you think keeps you safe in this reality. To shift from the head, thinking about the identity, to the heart, 
which is who you truly are, means a expansion of that identity, not throwing it away, not casting it off, not disabling it, but building it up. You see, your identity is limited. It's limited because it's filled with beliefs that are limiting and not true. It's what you've been told in childhood over and over and over again. It's what you've been taught. It's what you think you know. But we promise you, you don't know anything yet. And your teachers and your parents and your peers, your society doesn't really know what's happening here. They've all been teaching you from a position of fear or limitation. Now, you're limitless beings. And so to shift a perspective is to come from limited to limitless, from ignorance to knowing, from fear to love. Each time you let some aspect of your identity fall away, you're moving out of the fear or through the fear. Each time you're inspired to take action and you push past the fear to take action, you're expanding your identity. As you expand the identity, you shift more in perspective and you literally move through densities from thicker, harder, slower, more intense densities to lighter, easier, faster densities. You cannot hang on to the fear. The fear is attached to the identity. You cannot move up in this density or in perspective holding on to irrational, limited beliefs. It does not work this way. And so where have you gotten to now? It's a wonderful place to be, but we say, Think about inspiration. This is the key. And the inspiration, it may come in the form of a thought or an idea, but it's really coming into the heart. When you lead with the heart, you are saying, I need not protect myself. You're exposing yourself. You're being vulnerable. You're allowing your identity to be malleable, as well as your belief system. This is the key to the next level, to where all of you want to go. It's not about me. It's about we. It's nothing that I need because I'm the creator of it all. I'm not here to gain something from my reality. I'm here to give it all to my reality. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything we'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Serena. Hi, Joshua. I think... I think you've just answered my question. I've just been realizing over the last few months that I have never really been interested in outcomes. And I think what I've been experiencing is just a real lack of interest in pursuing the outcomes that we all think we should be pursuing. I don't feel like it's been a conscious letting go it's just been that the lack of interest has been stronger than the need to pursue something so so is what is what happening the my, i'm just reducing my fear of being seen to not be interested in these outcomes any longer and expanding my identity etc as you've just been talking about but for me it feels like it's not particularly action it's inaction so it can inspiration inspired action be inaction 
We would say that there is a spectrum when it comes to everything, including outcomes. There are some of you who are driven. You want what you want. You have very strong desires. You have confidence. And to affect the outcome that you prefer, you will push past great fear. But of course, that outcome is derived from your limited perspective, from the human perspective, and it will put you in experiences. But when you manufacture that outcome, it will not give you the feeling you thought it would, because generally that outcome is based in lack. Gary was driven, 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 would do all sorts of things, would take all kinds of risks, push past all kinds of fear to manufacture some outcome. When he manufactured it, he did not feel the way he thought he would feel. He did not feel the worthiness he thought he would feel. He did not feel the respect, the appreciation, the admiration, the love, the like that he thought he would gain from these outcomes. But it did give him into many, many experiences, and those experiences did have information, and he did generate a bit of confidence from that. But it was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of turmoil, a lot of emotional pain. He didn't understand what was happening in his reality. He was going along with the generally accepted path of Western society, doing it yourself, working hard, making things happen, and reaching levels of success. So he had to lose everything. And then he had to start over. And again, he was interested in things and pursued things and got into it. But this time, after listening to Abraham and to reading some books and other things, he let go of a lot of the attachment to outcome comparatively. He was still attached to certain outcomes, but he also appreciated the experience itself. And he wasn't really thinking it would mean that much. And so he had these unimaginable experiences, and he moved closer and closer and closer to the level where he was able to reach a perspective where when he received the inspiration to meditate, he pushed past his fear, which was great, and he sat down and he started meditating. From that came all of this. His life emerged where he is now, based on pushing past fear 10 years ago. He couldn't have imagined it. He couldn't have made a vision board or set goals. It emerged from a continuous movement of perspective, having many desires, many inspired thoughts, many urges to change conditions. And he was going through a lot of experiences, pushing through a lot of fear to do new things. Inaction was not one of the things that he did. Not saying that he could have benefited from some inaction at some times, but he's designed to act, to push past fear, to try new things. Some of you rather not. Some of you realize that many of your desires are based in what you lack, and you're allowing yourself to accept what is but you're not really happy with certain areas of your life. You might still be wishing and hoping things would change. This might be the reason you're here now. But we promise you that it is a process. Allowing, alignment, acceptance, moving to a higher emotional state of being, 
and receiving inspiration. But that inspiration might have nothing to do with what you think you want or where you think you should go or what outcome could come from it. It's outcome agnostic. The inspiration you receive is just the inspiration to act in that moment or in the foreseeable future. But you don't know where it's going to lead you. And if you don't know where it's going to lead you, if you're still protecting yourself, you'll say, I don't need to do that. But these will always lead to experiences, and the experiences have information. And as we heard last week, sometimes the inspiration leads to an experience where the outcome is a manifestation event. Again, you are all limitless beings. You very much want to know where your limitations are. This is why you come in a non-physical. Of course, you're limitless. You can be anywhere, do anything, manufacture anything, manifest anything. But it doesn't mean anything. You come here, you forget, you feel separate, and you birth desires based in lack. And sometimes you'll push past the fear, and sometimes you won't. And sometimes you'll go into an experience that's wonderful and joyous. And sometimes you'll go into an experience that's painful from your perspective. Why would it be painful? Because you have a belief that is not true, that's been triggered by the experience, simply telling you in the basic form, you're perceiving yourself or your identity inaccurately. Why are you here? Self-discovery. To move to an understanding of who you are from higher and higher and higher perspectives. To do that, action will generally be necessary to propel you into an experience. Now, if you are not acting, if you are not having experiences, if you are not moving forward, the universe, your inner self, source itself, your guidance and supporters, they'll bring experiences to you. You might want to choose your own experiences. You might want to act on that inspiration. You might not want to take some action because the experience is what you're here for. You can sit at home and play with your cat, talk to your friends, watch some TV, read a good book. That's all well and good. But these are not the experiences that you came for. Remember, all of you are here now, whether you're on this call now or listening at a later date, came for a massive shift in perspective in this lifetime. That's done through experience. And generally, action is what gets you into the experiences that are inspired. You will have the experiences that you'll have. You will not have the ability to avoid those experiences. You would never want to avoid them. This is why you came. There are foundational experiences that you will have but how you perceive them is based in your perspective. We promise you, from a higher perspective, you will experience those things in joy. From a limited perspective, you will experience those things possibly in great emotional pain. If you can think back of any experience you've had in your life that you felt emotional discomfort or pain, it's because you're perceiving yourself with a very rigid identity as a victim. That was a limited perspective. From a higher perspective, as the creator, you could have the same experience, 
but an experience that enjoy. For instance, if you think about that uncomfortable emotional experience that you had years ago, and if you understood what came from that experience and what led you to where you are now, and from your higher perspective now, to go back to have that same experience, maybe you break up in high school, you could have that experience enjoy because now you have the information that you did not have back then. Maybe you got fired from a job and it was embarrassing. Now, from where you are, knowing where that led and what that job was really all about, you could have gone through that experience in joy. Well, this is the truth of every experience you'll ever have, including the ones you will have tomorrow and the next day. And the experiences that you'll have when you act on inspiration. We say, sure, life may be wonderful now but it's still limited compared to where you will be a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. You will have a higher perspective no matter what in the future. But to get to an even higher perspective, you'll have to have experiences because the experience is what contains the information. And that information will fill in holes of your limiting beliefs. That information is out there waiting for you. But if you're avoiding it or neglecting it or not listening to the inspiration, not doing things that are beyond your comfort zone because you rather not, pretending you have preferences, oh, I never like to do that. If you were invited to go see a play, you'll have a judgment about who you're invited to go with, what the weather's like, how much it costs, how long it will take who's in the play, what's the quality, how good it is, how long you'll have to be sitting there, what else you could do that night. And you will likely not go because there are a lot of odds stacked against you having a good time based on your limited perspective. But if you knew going in, that experience would be perfect, that it was set up for you, that there is information for you to glean in that experience, and you will grow in perspective as a result of this experience, you would go to every one of them because there's so much benefit in that when you're inspired or when inspiration comes from someone else. So inaction is generally succumbing to fear. Of course, if it's an urge, fantastic. You don't have to react the same old way. But if it truly is inspiration and you have some faith and instead of thinking so much about it, you just lead with your heart. You raise your perspective before entering that experience or taking that action. Of course, you push past the fear, have the action, get the information, look back, see it's perfect, and raise your perspective even more. You want a higher perspective. You want to move to higher densities. You want to understand how to navigate this reality like a creator. You want to uplift others and be the example. All of this is what you truly want. What you do not care about from the non-physical perspective is if you'll be uncomfortable going through it. The discomfort, generally speaking, comes from inaction. There's not a lot of confidence gained in inaction. 
But when you start to see the miracles and the unimaginable experiences that you have, when you start acting on more and more inspiration, you will never go back. You will be the maverick in this reality that you are in the non-physical. Thank you. Um, I think I think you've just said something else as well. Um, I think probably what I, sh- I think I was trying to say was that I wasn't acting in the same way. So my inaction was uh, not jumping in and, and maybe acting on urges like maybe I would have done before to try and control things. But so it looks like I'm acting less, but I think I'm just acting on less urges. But could I still, from what you're saying is, could I still act in that same old way? But now because I've got a different perspective and I could still go through those same experiences, but I would have new information coming out of those experiences. Yes, we think this is a very important topic, very worthwhile exchange. Think about your friends and family and how most of humanity behaves. They are protecting themselves. They are making sure that they're not taking advantage of. And when something happens, they perceive is a bad or wrong thing, they'll receive an urge and react in anger or frustration or some negative emotion. They are receiving guidance that they're perceiving the reality inaccurately and they don't understand it and they receive an urge and act on the urge and they go off on a detour, never getting what they truly want. Disconnecting, separating, making things worse. You come along and you listen to this information for a little while. You understand the difference between positive and negative emotion, between urges and inspiration. And you realize the reaction of the same way you did things before never benefited you whatsoever. So now you pause and you do not react. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful place to be. We'll call this the horizon line. All the action on urges happens under that horizon line. And all the action on inspiration happens above the horizon line. So you also learn to accept, to accept, to accept, to not get upset, to understand it's working out for you, that it's coming for you for a reason, that there's a manifestation event simply to point out a limiting belief. And you do your work and you process that limiting belief. And you feel better and better and better. And you shift into higher densities, faster densities but you still fear the manifestation event and you still fear certain action. Now you've given up attachment to outcome and that's an excellent part of this journey. But the next part of this is letting go of the thinking brain about what's going to happen when you receive the inspiration and you take action because you're still generally operating as if I have to analyze where this action might take me. And I really still want to avoid any possible negative outcome. You see, it's still an outcome to avoid, but it can't be negative if it's inspired. This is the trickiest part of all of this, is to really understand, are you acting an urge? Because an urge will often feel like inspiration. I'm very inspired to punch that guy in the face because he's such a jerk. Everyone else would punch him in the face. Maybe he'll learn a lesson. Maybe he'll stop being that way. Maybe that will result in a good thing. But certainly, it would be an act 
of separation. This is not what you want. You want to lean in and connect. Sometimes you'll be inspired to talk to the person whose behavior you do not appreciate, just like Emma did last week. When you have that kind of inspiration, there's intense fear, and you'd rather not act, even though there could be a possible beneficial outcome. But there could be a possible outcome that you would not, from your perspective, prefer believing that the outcome should be something other than it is. You get to this level of outcome agnostic, and now you're sort of letting the universe work things out for you. A lot of people are saying, think positive and positive things will happen. How I think will create my reality. But they're forgetting the fact that there's all this stuff that they don't like and they'd rather not do. Now, we're not saying this is true of you, but we are saying that there are tons and tons and tons of ideas coming to you every day. And most of those ideas are not getting through because you would never do this and you would never do that. And I'm not that type of person who would ever do this. I prefer to do this. I prefer to do that. This part of Serena is based in an identity, the preferences. Well, Gary and Chrissy have gone through this whole year where their identity has been shredded because it wasn't serving them and it wasn't serving you. It was false. They had reached a high enough perspective where they could not operate the same old way. They had to push past the identity. And if they were not going to do that themselves, if they were not going to take the, the inspired action, the universe would line up to put them in situations where the only thing they could do is realize that a part of their identity is being stripped away. Now, this is happening to you all the time, to all of you, but you're not really noticing this because you're not at that perspective yet. You're not realizing that the manifestation event is attacking an inaccurate part of the identity. You think it's just a belief. Well, the belief is part of that identity. So it's stripping away the aspects of your identity that are not serving you. Just look at your preferences. Why do you want this thing over that thing? I've always liked this. I've always liked that. Well, you're a new person now. Are you trying new things? Are you taking a different route to work? Are you taking yourself on vacation? Are you doing things alone? Are you doing things in groups? Are you changing it up and mixing it up? Because how are you going to discover who you are if you are not getting involved and leaning in? It's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to react in a new way, not get upset like you got upset before, understand yourself from a much higher perspective. But this is exponentially going faster and faster. And so many of you are going to find yourselves put in situations where with the identity you have now, you are going to feel something different. You are rising quickly to new densities and the limitations of the identity, which is holding you down, can't be brought with you. You can't play it safe anymore. You are 
emerging into more truth of who you are. And so any aspects that are not true must be stripped away. You strip them away yourself by using your manifestation event forms and processing your limiting beliefs and looking at everything from the higher perspective and acting on inspiration. It's all part of the same process of self-discovery. Does this make sense to everyone? As you go from a massive shift in perspective from believing yourself to be a victim to possibly believing yourself to be the creator, to understand that things are happening for you, to understand that you're connected through your heart to your inner self, guides and supporters and sources itself. When you realize you come to this idea, I've been fooled by this illusion my entire life. And quite possibly, everything is different than I thought it was. You come to this new realization and you take a massive shift in perspective. It's like flying through the air and having all these balloons attached to you that are now being shredded by the wind. You can't carry this limited identity with you. It's going to be taken apart. However, there's a whole process, a whole plan for you. And your inner self says, I will put you in this situation by giving you inspiration. If you act on the inspiration, you can peel away a little part of that identity slowly, 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 slowly. But if you're not receiving the inspiration, if you're not willing to go along with this plan, you're going to be jerked and tugged and it'll be a little bit uncomfortable. You might want to try and play it safe or be a little bit less vigorous or adventurous, but it's not going to serve the purpose that you came here for, which is a massive shift in perspective in your lifetime. Imagine feeling that you've been victimized by your circumstances in childhood your whole life, by the family and the conditions and the situations and the events of your childhood. Then coming to the realization that possibly you're the creator of your reality. And then the realization at a much higher perspective that all of those people served you to give you the sense of unworthiness and a limited perspective so that you could have this rocket ship of perspective. And you set that up yourself. That's a massive shift in perspective. And in that massive shift in perspective, you may wake up the next morning and realize, I am the creator of this reality. I did set up all those people served me. I am deeply grateful for everything they did. I do not wish ill on them anymore. I can see it now. And in that understanding, your previous limited identity is shredded, but now you have no idea who you are. This is an uncomfortable quantum leap for anyone. It's like being thrown into the deep end of the pool and taught how to swim. You will swim, but it'll be a harrowing experience. Why not take the entire summer, put your armbands on, start off at the shallow end of the pool, and keep coming back every day. By the end of summer, you'll be an excellent swimmer, and it'll be an enjoyable summer. But eh, you want to do something else. You think that uh, I'm doing pretty good here. I don't mind keeping small. And, and we promise you, how 
expansive and exciting and adventurous your life is compared to who you are and the intentions you set, you're living quite small. All of you are. Gary, everyone is. There is much further to go. And the connection to your inner self and the reception of inspiration is the key to all of this. So that's all we're saying in this conversation today is after a bit of work that you've done, getting to a level of acceptance and alignment and connection, opening your heart, having these unimaginable experiences, and realizing you're so much more than you ever thought you were, and so is everyone else. Then the connection, inspiration is going to start flooding in. It's flooding in now, but you're not aware of it. Because most of your life, you've been not really thinking about it, not really considering it as important. You get a brilliant idea to go and do this thing, and you talk to it about your friends, but you don't do it. Because you're projecting and projecting and projecting and thinking it's going to lead you into something you do not prefer. That's well and good because you have tons and tons and tons of inspiration coming all the time. We're just saying... Think just a little bit more about the inspiration. This is why it's such a big part of the daily spiritual practice. Think about the thing that you were inspired to do, the action you were inspired to take yesterday. For most of you, it's very hard to remember. So you have to take notes. Every time that you have an inspired thought, you write it down or you tell someone else so that you can remember and write it down in your daily spiritual practice. The key to all of this is receiving more inspiration, and acting on more inspiration. So action is key to higher perspectives. Thank you. Thank you. Who's next? Hi, Joshua. Emma. Hello, me again. (laughs) Um, Last week, we talked about this potential legal case situation. And the information you gave was so helpful. And I'm I'm going to listen to your message many times over. But the parting information you gave me was imagine the best that could happen. And that night I woke up, I don't know, two, three o'clock in the morning in complete terror. (laughs) And I remembered your words. I just kept asking what good can come of this? What good can come of this? And just tiny little increments. I kept getting more and more ideas, more and more imaginings. And I've now fabricated this unbelievably beautiful story of what's going to happen. I've got so many details to this story. Most of the time now, I mean, it's only a week later, but when I think of this scenario, I can almost straight away think of the beautiful side rather than the side that I don't prefer, which is massive. Um, And every time I I imagine this, like in the middle of the night, if I wake up, I imagine this whole scenario and the details are just getting more and more and more intense. And I've not really ever done anything like this before. So it's I can feel the massive shift in my vibration by doing it. The first thing is I've never really intentionally created a scenario like this before. I've never really played with intentional manifestation. I've always just tried to do my best to feel good and let the cards fall where they where they do. But. I'm interested to know how this, I I don't think I'm attached to this particular outcome I'm imagining. I'm just really, really enjoying it and finding it beautiful and seeing the magic in it. And it involves setting up a a, a UK Joshua retreat, by the way, (laughs) 
where all of you guys listening can come. <laughs> but I am aware that I am still attached to the outcome of this legal case going in the direction I want it to. And I am still fearful of the uh, of it not turning out the way I want it to. Let us stop you right there because you okay. have brought on exactly what we want to talk about. As a human, perceiving that you're an individual and separate and needing to protect yourself, you use your imagination to plot out the worst possible scenario. If there is a lion in your living room, you'll use your imagination to say, I better not go over the sofa. I better just leave by the door right, right behind me. If I went by the sofa, I would be ripped to shreds. So that state where you believe that to understand a problem, you would have to imagine the worst that could happen and then prepare for those circumstances. Makes sense if you're separate, individual, not guided, and not the creator of your reality. No one's ever taught you to imagine the best that could happen. How would that possibly serve anything? Well, we'll tell you how it serves it. You wake up in the middle of the night, you think about the lawsuit, and you imagine that you're going to lose your house. That is not going to put you in a state of being where you have connection to inspiration. That's it. You are only going to have connection to the mass consciousness and urges to change the conditions. If you act on those urges, you will not get what you want. You will be put into manifestation events. You will be on detours, discovering your inauthentic self. You will disconnect, disconnect, and separate even more. You're buying into the illusion. Now, you imagine in great detail the best that can happen. Not to manufacture that outcome. Because still from your limited perspective, your imagination is tied to that perspective. There's only so much you can imagine. But when you do, you feel better. In that feeling better, you are not in fear. Because you're not in fear, you have an open connection to inspiration, guidance, intuition, infinite intelligence. All your superpowers, they come online. This is a higher perspective. So you move up in density through this. Now imagine you do this through anything you fear. You say, bring it on because... It's going to give me the feeling that I had when I pushed past fear the last time. The feeling of being powerful, not powerless. You want the experiences that make you feel powerful because those are true. This is who you really are. They are authentic experiences designed to give you information showing you who you truly are. Now imagine if everyone knew this. Because you're the creator of your reality, you create based on a perspective. If you think something bad is happening that you fear and is going to lead to an outcome that you do not want, you're doing it from a perspective that is limited, and you are sending feelings out into the universe. The thought of the lawsuit comes in, you have an emotional response, you package that up with that thought. You send it out to the universe, and the universe reflects that back to you. The universe does not know that this is a bad feeling. The universe is neutral. You see? The universe just gives you a reflection of what you're feeling. You are generating your reality based on your feelings. 
The feelings of that is powerlessness. What if you were powerful? Something comes to you and you generate a positive feeling from your perspective. You generate the feeling of powerfulness. I have power over that fear. I am guided. I'm supported. This entire universe is set up for me to discover my power. This is how it's bringing it to me. So now, when I'm inspired to talk to the neighbor, to talk to the landlord, to meet somebody, turns out to know a perfect attorney that can handle this whole case. Someone's gone through this whole process before. <laughs> this is exactly how it's generating. Because it's a reflection of this now powerful feeling that you are generating from that same thought. It's the same thought. It's the same go-to-court thought. But instead of, oh my God, all these things could happen, that feeling of discouragement and dissatisfaction and fear and possibly bad outcomes, victimhood feeling, that's what's generating everyone's reality. Now, you might look around and you might say, one thing interesting about the society in 2023, compared to 100 years ago or 200 years ago, is there's this massive abundance, incredible freedom, unbelievable technology. This lifestyle is incredible. Why? Because overall, the mass consciousness of humans on this planet is so much higher in perspective than it was 100 years ago. You are so much less in fear than those people were 100 years ago. You can't really imagine it. You make movies of it that are completely inaccurate. If you saw the fear that they were living in, so many fears that you don't even concern yourselves with now, you wouldn't believe it. And so the reality that they were creating 100 years ago, that perspective, which was much higher than it was 100 years before that, it has shifted so much. The things you fear now, hardly anyone feared those before. New fears. And as you shift your perspective more, there'll be different kinds of fears because there is still an identity that's not true. It's this identity of limitation. As you practice this powerfulness, you shift up in densities and you get new manifestation events at that level. So all of this is practice for moving up in density. Now imagine someone who shifted their perspective high enough that they were getting a lot of manifestation events and they were holding on to their limited identity and imagining the worst thing could happen. They're going to be generating more and more manifestation events because they cannot operate at this higher density with those limited aspects of that identity. This is why this process of ascension is really a process of using your heart to connect to your inner self. And then as you've done meditation, maybe you've gotten your thoughts more or less in order. And now that imagination, it's always been imagining the worst that could happen, the worst case scenario. Now you don't entertain that anymore. You have the perspective high enough that says, I do not have to entertain that. I can think about the best thing that can happen. Okay. Gary talked to his friend, Anne Sophie. 
and asked, what's the scariest thing that you can think of? And she said, skydiving. And he said, well, let's go on a scenario of what it might be like to go skydiving. You wake up in the morning. It's raining. It's an hour-long drive to the skydiving place. There's probably people there who are experts in it. They're going to scoff at a newcomer. She's going to have to sit in class for two hours. The people aren't going to treat her very nicely. It's going to be very expensive. She's going to have to learn how to pack her own parachute. She doesn't want to do that. Then she sees the plane. It's all rickety. And they cram all these people in the plane. And then it's time to get out. And they just throw her out. And the parachute doesn't open and she dies. Or it's a beautiful sunny day. It's 15 minutes to the airport. The people are so warm and excited to see her. The training part of it's fun. Everyone's supporting her. Everyone's helping her learn it. She meets the guy that's going to be strapped to her back. He's wonderful. They have the best time together. The plane is beautiful. They go up in the air and doors open. She's gently coaxed out of the plane. And it's a wonderful, beautiful feeling. So she did that. And she went on that skydiving ride. And everything in her perfect imagination actually happened, but even better. Because she could not imagine to that level. She had shifted perspective so highly that that day of the skydiving, everything worked out even better than her imagination. And there was one little extra benefit that the universe threw in there for a fun surprise and delight. The first parachute didn't open. So they had to rip that one away, and then the second one opened for a great story. If all of you could imagine the best that could happen, encourage whatever you fear to come on, come on, this is going to be the experience that shows me my power. I want you to come. If it's for my benefit, it must come. I demand it comes. And if it's not necessary, it need not come. I trust this universe. I trust my inner self. I trust that I am guided, supported. I trust that I can maintain my alignment and not react in fear. I trust that this information that I've been led to is beneficial for me to understand myself more and more and more as who I truly am. This is a journey of self-discovery. This is what I came for. And in doing all of this, there's a ripple effect of my moving around in less fear, my example to others. This helps everyone shift their perspective. That's the power of me. That's why I came. That's why I came. This is what I'm here to do. And this is what I'm going to do. And when I start imagining the best that can happen and imagining myself as this powerful creator and imagining all the people in my life are here with me to help me move up in perspective, then I see myself so much more clearly. And I see everything else more clearly too. And suddenly the fear is nothing because the fear is nothing compared to all, compared to all you are truly. You are truly so much more powerful than the fear. And when you start having experiences that show you this, then you can want more and want more and want more because this will enable you to shift even higher. And with that, we are complete.
Well, thank you. Thank you, Joshua. Thanks, Thank you, Tasha. Thanks, Thank everyone. You. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. That was an amazing episode. I really loved it. This idea of action and inspiration uh, in The Secret. There was a lot of inspiration talk and a lot of looking at the positive stuff, but not a lot of talk about action. And this is really where Joshua and White Light come in. Of course, it's hard to understand that this is all done from perspective but there's going to be action needed to raise your perspective. Sometimes it's a course, sometimes an experience, but it's an activity. It's a experience that you have of actually doing something. Listening to a podcast, reading a book, watching a video, that's passive. This is active and action is necessary for all of this. You have to push past fear. This is how you raise perspective by pushing past these irrational fears. It is exponential once it gets started because as you receive inspiration, take action, have the experience, see the experience as perfect, you raise your perspective and allow in more inspiration. The experience has information that helps fill in the holes of limiting beliefs. The activations that we've been doing lately, it seems like that does a lot of stuff right at the cellular level. It seems like this is an actual physical change that's taking place. This kind of experience, which we could not have ever guessed there would be something like this, that is what is jumpstarting a lot of people. In fact, people get to a higher level perspective and then suddenly have less fear, have more inspiration, are doing more things, are expanding that identity. It's really fascinating what happens. So far, we've only been able to do this live. It hasn't worked on Zoom because we can't record it. And so we've added another special activation uh, in, in February. It'll be the 19th, I believe, to the 23rd. Anyway, send me an email. I'll send you the two flyers that we have for the February activation retreat and the normal spring fling retreat. That one is May 2nd to the 6th. Uh, so my email is garybodley at gmail.com. All right. Thanks for being here. I hope you enjoyed everything and you'll tell your friends about it and say that it was good on Facebook or leave a review or at least like it and subscribe and all that stuff. I look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, have a great week. Bye.